This episode of the Heavenly Spectrum is brought to you by the book of Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon. VidAngel edited more out of this book than Game of Thrones. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Heavenly Spectrum. It's a lighthearted discussion of God and his universe that covers the heavy and the light, the serious and the ridiculous. I'm your host, Stephen Simmons, and I'm joined today by my friends Jacob and Cole? Hey. Uh, what? Joseph found a Joseph found a thunderstone and evolved into coal. Cole yeah. is our new friend. Hey Cole, say say hey. Hey, how are you guys? Is Cole a Raichu or a um Jolteon? I was I was going to say Electorion and I knew that was wrong. Well, if there's one thing the gospel would tell us is that our truth is our truth. So Cole, are you a Raichu or a Jolteon? I'm a Mewtwo. That is very Me offensive. Too, and not made with thunderstones. Nope. That's that probably the really dumbest thing I've ever heard. They're made in a lap by Team Rocket, right? I think. You know, this is not the focus of our podcast. This Sorry. podcast <laughs> is all about, again, God is the universe. But thank you, Cole, for, for coming on in. Yeah. I Guys, I can't spend another second without talking about how darn mad I am right now. Oh, gosh. I'm so peeved at Kenneth <laughs> Copeland. Is oh, who I'm no. so just tickled to bits over, but in a bad, a bad tickle. The, the tickle. I'm who's bad, Kenneth Copeland? Kenneth Copeland is mm. a televangelist who has three jets. <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead. He has three planes to go from point A to point B. Yeah, because Christ got three gifts on his birthday, so Kenneth Copeland gets three jets. Are you implying that Kenneth is Jesus? I'm just trying to model his life after. I would like to backtrack. Wow, way to live as Jesus lived. The wise men brought frankincense, myrrh, and a jetliner. So Kenneth Copeland has some jets. He's got some planes that he goes to do the Lord's work all over town. Several towns, I would hope, in a jet. Back in the day, had this really fun line. He said uh, why why he couldn't just ride in a normal plane. He said, uh, quote, you can't manage that today. This dope-filled world and get in a long tube with a bunch of demons and it's deadly. Is what he had to say about normal planes that normal people ride. Do you think that planes are filled to the brim with demons in between the spaces of all the people? Or was our friend and potential Jesus candidate, Ken, oh gosh, does he think that people are demons? Well, the argument would be, are they demon possessed, right? Right. So if you are riding coach, you have been possessed by a demon that has led you to ride coach. I would probably argue that not everyone who rides a plane is possessed by a demon. Right. But potentially some are. Uh. And you're reducing your chances. What does that sound? <laughs> I was just thinking that <laughs> I would argue that if Kenneth Copeland is on a plane. There's at least one demon there. <gasps> wow. <laughs> Jacob Kirby. Had In the span his- of five minutes, you've implied that Kenneth Copeland is maybe Jesus or maybe and a demon, demon possessed. And demon possessed. Yeah. Well, Jesus himself was accused of being possessed by demons. So. And if there was a false messiah, one would say that they were had the old the old Balfamet in them. The old Asatan. The old Asatan. Maybe Coming demons on in there. because in they're like typically non-corporeal have some sort of lighter than oxygen quality that lifts the plane like helium-filled balloons. So what you are saying is the science behind plane flight is demons. Probably. Okay. I'm not against Can't it. say for sure because of the whole Bible college thing, but if I took a science class, I think it would have taught me that. Maybe. Huh. I thought you were saying like legally you're obligated to not give an opinion or something like that. Yeah, the yeah. Bible college that's right. Yeah. When in doubt, just say photosynthesis. That's right. Mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Correct. 
That's just fat. <laughs> yes. Uh, right. So the reason that I brought up his his comments from 2015, because you may have noticed that it is, in fact, 2019. Inside Edition just did a new interview with him. <laughs> An Inside Edition representative uh, cornered Mr. Copeland in a very big, nice car of his <laughs> that he was entering and wanted to ask him about his planes. I did listen to some of the interview, not in its entirety, so... Apologies. Well <laughs> Apologies if uh, yeah if he really turned it around and did, <laughs> like, a, did a home run for the gospel. Preach the gospel Christ faithfully for the first time in at his the entire end of professional it. career. The part that wow. I heard wasn't quite there. One of his uh, reasonings for getting his jets when he was talking to this Inside Edition woman was that uh, quote I'm a very wealthy man. Good start there. Yeah. She brought up the demon quote again, and he said, uh, she, or she asked. Uh, do you really believe that humans are demons? Um, and he said, no, I do not. And don't you ever say I did. I'd like to draw our attention to his 2015 comments where he said, uh, getting along tube with a bunch of demons. But he, <laughs> he went on. He said it's a biblical thing. It's a spiritual thing. It doesn't have anything to do with people. So maybe that would be more in support of he is more aware of the demonic activity in making a plane fly generally. <laughs> Science is all there, And certainly. I guess in his, I guess he, I don't know if they dunk his jet in holy water before it takes off or something so that it's, hmm. it, though his planes are supported by photosynthesis that could be, instead of demons. Yes. The argument could be that he's just really in tune with the biblical understanding of spiritual demonology. And he's confident that they've sufficiently blessed his plane enough to get the demons out, but he doesn't know if that's the case for public transport. Also, I really don't want to give him a way out because I think he's a terrible person. So, Well, Ken, you know at least one boy here in South Carolina that wants to just get in the ring with you and take you out. Yeah. Go toe-to-toe with old Ken. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah. Isn't he like in his 70s? Right here in the Thunderdome, we've got Kenneth Copeland, we've got Jacob Kirby. It's going <laughs> to be... I only fight in the Dimsdale Dimmodome. Where is that? What? It's from Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, gosh. I'm so culturally illiterate that's a deep reference <laughs> thank you uh, <laughs> another another point that i wanted to just zoom in on oh was, man there's more here's an interesting line okay if i flew commercial i'd have to stop 65 percent of what i'm doing huh well was there no follow-up that was the end of the sentence that's the precursor to getting in the tube with the demons as he said i'd have to stop 65 percent of what i'm doing if i'm flying commercial basically so, so he's arguing that what he does is so valuable that it is actually worth the price of his parishioners to pay for a plane because otherwise he would have to stop 65% of his ministry. And so he actually he's loving But is the people. implication is because he's only spending 35% of the cost or he has 35% more time? So he's saying that he is able to do 65% more. Because of the time he saves. I'd like to see the figures on that. It sounds like utter nonsense. <laughs> You're not even doing that much except swindling people. I will say that. I would be able to do much less swindling of people's money if they thought that I was poor like them. That's fair. He's got to have an ideal with which to encourage people to give towards. So he's a televangelist? I, I don't even know anything about this guy. So he gets up on the TV and he says, give me some jets and I'll go and do 100. I'll hit it full throttle 100% mission work out the wazoo. You've never seen a boy... Do as many mission works as I have with, <laughs> mission works. with me and my three planes. Do you think they fly in tandem? Like it's like army, like he's small smart. armada of planes. If he's smart. What he does is he sends a plane out ahead of them so he doesn't have to refuel. Dang. So it's just ready well, for land, get back on, go. Dang, we got a pragmatist here. 
Yeah, I guess so. How many planes do you have? You sound (laughs) well-versed. I would argue that two planes is enough. I actually think the third is by nature superfluous. Gotcha. Yeah. Because you can always send one ahead. Yeah, always. two? Two. Two feels like you can do everything you can do with three with two, which is good planning. That's just unfaithfulness right there. So what we're working towards is the repentance (laughs) of Kenneth Copeland by him giving me one of his planes. I'm actually happy to offer an indulgence to Kenneth Copeland for a plane. Yeah. To start this, our own stewardship of our planes. I'll take the smallest plane. I mean, I gotta start somewhere. The hey, there's humility right there. That is. <laughs> I'm just trying to hop up to New York City for a weekend on the town. If he wants to go plane. ahead and sell that plane and give me the money, then he'll be saving me a step. That's great. Hmm. On that note, so well, there's just so much more to talk about. Why would we move on, Kenneth? There are three boys in this room. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you have three planes. Yeah. I feel like the math is. I don't even think we need to say what we mean. One to one ratio. It's pretty clear. Well, we're back, and we never had to cut anything out. We certainly didn't cut anything out. Um, so our first question comes from Osmarks. We got, a, we got an email from an Osmarks. An email, why, yes, I've only mentioned our email outside of episodes, I think. Maybe in the first one I dropped it, but I definitely you dropped forgot. It in the first. In the first one, but I forgot in the second one. The Heavenly Spectrum at gmail.com. It's how we do our questions. Please Send questions, please. We need light questions. We need heavy questions. <laughs> Just whatever crosses your, your brain thoughts. Whatever crosses your brain. It can be something deep and difficult to talk through, or it can be this question from Osmarks, which is, could Jesus shoot lasers from his eyes so powerful that not even he was safe from them? Question mark. No. Explain. So this is the whole, uh, can Jesus create an object that he can't move. Yeah. So it's actually a, it's a logical fallacy Ooh. because by nature you can't do something that is impossible. It's like, so it's not because Jesus doesn't have power. It's that no, of course Jesus can't do something that he can't do because by nature he can do everything. That's not a proof that he can't do everything. It's proof that he can. So no, of course Jesus can't create lasers out of his eyes that he's not safe from, at least in an eternal sense, he could do it where he's not safe from, from a physical human body sense because he is God in the same way that he had to allow the cross to happen. He would have to allow the lasers to hurt him. I'm just shook with the absolute level of confidence. (laughs) I was immediately bringing to the table about a question about laser eyes. Rewind four years ago, a young Colson. (laughs) He's been on a spiritual journey for what must've been the last decade entirely centered around. Yes. The cosmology of Jesus's potential laser. eyes. What do you guys read about sorcery? Harry Potter, man. All I know is 20% of my time is spent sketching out Jesus blasting lasers from his eyes incinerating yeah. Pharisees and just like Kenneth Copeland is doing 65% more ministry with a jet you could do 20% more ministry <laughs> knowing that you're buying into a logical fallacy as Cole is so <laughs> and you could do 30% more ministry if you're using laser vision to eradicate those who oppose you yeah that's right well which I don't sad. know if there's an exact framework for that in the scriptures but do you think that when God and Jesus, we're we're thinking about what time and place in history to put the reconciliation of mankind and Jesus' death. They considered like a 200 years from now future where he got executed by laser eyes. Laser eyes in a cross motion? Yeah. Do you think that there was a bit that they worked around (laughs) in the Gospels because it was hard to explain where? Oh, Pilate was like, are you the Messiah? 
and Jesus sent off a few quick bursts into the sky and said, you tell me. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what you say. Yeah. And pew, they, pew. they're just like old Matthew, Mark, Luke and John were like, we don't know what to do with this. So we're just going to say that he said, uh, I don't like uh, that your presupposition implies that the Bible left out pertinent information to the story. As okay. if imply it's not inerrant. You uh, could argue that there are parts in Revelation where lasers could be described. Please tell me more. No, I just uh, sorry. Not like well, it wouldn't be. A, okay. <laughs> it wouldn't be a good argument. I'm just saying, if you were going to argue this is a reality, you had you us would, with the confidence of the fallacy and are losing us with the idea that there are laser eyes in Revelation. No, no, I'm not saying it's there. I'm just saying Revelation is where you would go, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's got see. dragons, so. right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's like Jesus okay. on the cloud. He throws people in the lake of fire. Maybe the lake of fire yeah. is. These are the days by lasers. of Elijah when he comes riding in the clouds, shooting lasers from his eyes. I remember that song. Yeah, well, a quick Google search for lasers in Revelation didn't really turn up anything. Dang, I am shook. Got Ignorant. Some, got some videos on Resident Evil. <laughs> I learned about the Revelation 532 crime scene laser. It's a forensic laser. Whoa. I'm not arguing for lasers in Revelation. I'm just saying if they're anywhere. Sure. That's what Sure, sure, sure. Known laser apologist, <laughs> Cole Simpson. <laughs> Dedicated his life to uh, just recanted on his life's work. Right. I want to tell you that that would be a New York Times bestseller. That's that was pretty right. good. Lasers you and scripture. just gave yeah. me a great idea. Hey, so. Bible Project boys, make a video on that, you <laughs> cowards. That's right. Yeah. I'd like to at Bible Project. I'm here calling you out, John and Tim. You won't make a video about lasers <laughs> in the Bible. Come on. You won't do it. You cowards. cowards. You Portland, Oregon, laserless heathens. Well. <laughs> Asked and answered. I'd love to end that tangent with John and Tim. I love you and the work you're doing. That's right. <laughs> I don't expect any laser videos from y'all's team. I'd like to say that I do. At least one of us in the room expects a laser video. Okay. Well. All right. Well, let's let's do a barrel roll right into this next big question. <laughs> Let's just... Uh, that's a great little uh, That's good. Reference. That's real good. Thank you. All right, guys. Here's a real uh, doozy of a question from Anonymous. <laughs> oh. Do you think that's a family name? That'd be a useful family name. Yeah. Because then you could always identify yourself while never identifying yourself. Dang. Fascinating. The question is, what makes Christianity the right religion? Air quotes were just used. Yes. Air quotes were just used. Now I have to start over. What makes Christianity <laughs> the right religion when everyone else has similar emotional responses to their own religion? Here's my thought. I'm going to outline my general initial, what this kind of question makes my brain go to. Yeah. Which is huh. a very general. That's interesting. Okay, go ahead. Thing. And then I'm going to pass it off to you too. Yeah. To do some more specifics. And then I'm going to follow up on the end. Okay. Yeah, pull back the curtain. Let's do it. Where does your brain go when you hear this question? Here's where my... I can't understand. I can't <laughs> decipher your tone right now, what you're doing to me in this it's space. It's infuriating how much that happens around Cole Simpson. All right. It's not infuriating. I just like saying things too strong for effect. Pick, pick that up from Stevie. I don't say anything strong. Also, <laughs> side note, I've thought about it a little bit. John and Tim, where's the laser? <laughs> Anyways... John and Tim, I love you. Go ahead. Let's um, tell me about this this thought process. So, what a odd like zooming out. We don't do this in any other category where we want a true answer on anything. Yeah. With food, there's a lot of food out there. If I said all food has the same nutritional value, no one is gonna. No one. Two of people. One person is eating 
carrots the rest of their lives. The other person's eating Twinkies the rest of their lives. Neither of those people are going to last long. Sure. But we're going to see that food impact their bodies in different ways. One of them is going to have enhanced vision until maybe they shoot lasers. We don't know. Or do you remember that episode of Magic School Bus where Arthur eats so many carrots he turns orange? It's a real thing. It can happen. Yeah. What? And by Arthur, I mean not Arthur. What, what was his name? What was the kid with the, the magic school with the glasses Arnold. and the curly hair? Arnold? Isn't it Arnold? On Scrubs, a guy turned orange because he drank too much tomato juice, which makes you red. And he had jaundice, which turns you yellow. No way. That's fun. Yeah. But that's fake science. Wait, right? no, that's not fun. That's sad. I don't Whoops. think it's really possible, but I haven't looked into it. I'm not going to lie to you. Are you doubting Scrubs? I'm not. Jacob is. <laughs> oh, Jacob. <laughs> Anyways, there's many theories for... The shape of the earth, flat earth. <laughs> I saw a video about donut earth the other day. Oh my gosh. No one is coming up and saying all of these points of view of the earth have equal value. It's like, no, there is the shape of the earth. There are foods that are good for you and foods that are not. A workout, if I'm grabbing a huge weight and doing quick, fast bursts, lifting with my back, that workout has less value than stretching before and after a workout and working through a process Unless I'm blanking on something obvious, I can't think of another realm where we apply this same logic of like all these different people have said this is true about an area of existence and they all have equal value. No, some things are true and some things are not. Yeah. I see you doing a little bobblehead shape, Cole. So I'm going to pass the ball Sorry, to I, you. So first of all, I'm fascinated that that's where your mind goes. That's why I, okay. my tone that you made fun of so aggressively uh -huh. was just like I wanted to see where your mind goes because I feel like I'm flabbergasted by it often when you talk. I'm just like, how did we get here? Well, we, we did swing <laughs> through the magic school yeah, bus. Yeah, but you're talking about things that we know and you're comparing it to something that we don't. So that's the difference. People do this when you don't know the answer. What's better for you, keto or Whole30? People argue about it. People yeah. prescribe different values to both because you don't, there's not a definite answer. So but it's now like, if I'm going into where did the universe come from? And one person says, I think there's a cosmic rainbow cat that bursted it out of its rear end. Then sure. Less people are going to buy into that. But the answer, sure. the reality is we can't answer it. Right. So, so as long as there's points, ambiguity, I would argue that at the beginning of time, we have had many options for where we came from. And now there are fewer options that how many options are there? Oh, I don't know. I feel like there's three. I'm going to say... Maybe four. What, what are we saying? Are we saying creator. Like creator. Big Bang. Big Bang. Multiverse? What? Sure, multiverse. But that's three that have more evidence on some level that points us towards a potential truth that we're pursuing. Mm -hmm. And also, there's a level of... We may never know the answer to some of these questions because there's an, yeah. an acceptance that the universe is so big sure. in certainly our lifetime, but in many lifetimes to come. Sure, but I mean, the person that asked this is probably... 24? Maybe. The fact Cole, that I'll remind you that they were anonymous. I apologize. So no I'm just idea. saying I'm 24. I'm not trying to take a <laughs> shot at 24 year olds. Right. I'm just saying the idea that there's got to be some idea that we know that we're not going to know the answer. It's like, well, not if you're in your early 20s or younger than that. It's like sure. they mm -hmm. probably haven't come to terms with that idea yet. So yeah. that's part of where this question comes from, right? Sure. Like a, which we'll get to. But I, I guess I'm just, I think less of people than you do. It's basically what this boils down to. So it Aww. doesn't surprise me as much. Aww. Where does this, where, where do you go? If uh, literally when you. I first, this question, mm -hmm. I, uh, so my mind tends to break down arguments in my head. And so the first part of this question that I thought was, I reject the question. Yeah, right. Because the question is, people have similar emotional responses to all religions. So how do we know which one is right? And yeah. it's like, well, those are two different questions. Yeah. Why do I care how people emotionally respond to anything? 
But I think that was kind of the point Stephen was making in the beginning is like, in what other category do we equate somebody's enjoyment of something with its validity or truthfulness? Current America. That's what, I mean, I guess maybe in my mind it's just the combination sure, of that's your fair. two that thoughts. Makes sense. I was like, I guess my what thought things is, do we say that the truthfulness behind them is is found in your enjoyment of them? <laughs> yeah, I just think it goes back to like, uh, we don't understand the water that we're swimming in. Yeah, so you don't yeah. realize how much the culture that you currently are living in has dictated the way that you think about yeah, things. Sure. So that's what this question shows me. It's like the fact that you think how you emotionally feel about a truth Validates has any effect it. on the truth. Yeah. And not that emotions aren't valid or they're not important because they are. It's just like well, those aren't actually related. Sure. Yeah. So even as kind I was, ignores the objectivity mm, of truth in itself. Yeah, yeah. So as I was thinking about this question, it's like, well, first we have to talk about that. How well emotional responses don't equal truth. Like you can. Hmm crazy example right but you see this like with people who have been abducted and like they love the people that have been abducted and they feel yeah. like they're supposed to stay with them and it's like no this is what's best for me and it's like well objectively it's not yeah but their emotions say something different so there there are scenarios stockholm where syndrome. right stockholm yeah. syndrome exactly it's we have a disorder for it yeah. so let's discount that and then let's ask the question how do we know that christianity is the right religion how do we know it is the best and so that's a totally different question yeah right? for sure i can Pretty commonly assume, not that they're 24 maybe, but that like <laughs> a millennial or a young adult sure. submitted the question because of that idea. Because, I mean, we're young adults. I'm 25. Let's pretend I that we know conclusively that a 94-year-old man cool. shambled into this room and asked us how we know Christianity I still don't think it would change the answer. It wouldn't. I don't think it would yeah, either. Sure. But clock is ticking. This guy could drop any yeah. second. So well, I think it Name also, is Herm. Herm is about to die, Jacob. I what think, are we going to tell him? <laughs> Uh, Herm has has grossly reduced religion to a perception of its utility to society. Like the utility of major religious systems is our enjoyment of them. Hmm. Yeah, that's helpful. You know, we could talk about Christian hedonism. You know, we did that a couple of podcasts ago. Yeah, pop, pop a pipe. But a better way to ask the same question is: How do I know that Christianity is the right religion? Yeah. When it seems as if people in multiple religious traditions have pretty similar effects on their life. Yeah, right? or so high like, levels of conviction or confidence. Right, so like a devout yeah. Jew talks about their connection with God. It, like you can tell it impacts their moral system. Like So in that context, I went to one of my favorite modern apologists to answer this question. Uh, Robbie Zacharias is one of my favorite people in, in <laughs> yeah, the 21st like century that addresses Christianity as it kind of matches up against other world religions. Sure. And he brought four categories to the question. Um, he says that we can pretty fairly test the major worldviews that we're asking about um, based on how well they answer four questions. Uh, origin, meaning, morality, and destiny. Origin kind of being its origins and also where we come from. <laughs> meaning, what's the purpose of mankind? Morality, what is right and wrong? Uh, and destiny, what are we headed towards? I mean, his argument that I'm not even going to try and summarize here is that Christianity is the only thing that successfully Answers all speaks four. into four, all four of those categories. So if you just ask the question, why is Christianity the right religion? Right. Instead of adding any other, the way I would think about similar, but the way yeah. I would think about answering this is I would start with historical credibility. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. historically. Nothing else. I'm not talking about miracles. I'm not talking yeah. about faith. The Bible is just more accurate than the Quran. Yeah. Period. The way that they have the final version of the Quran is that the followers of Muhammad basically got to four versions of it and not like ESV and IV, like distinct differences. And then they picked one and burned the other three. At best, you were at 25%. Like at best, you guessed. There was four contradictory <laughs> books right. Right. and you picked one right. to where the Bible, I mean, we talked about this the other day. If you, if you say the Bible is not credible, that's fine. 
But what that means is that any book from the same period of time is also not credible because the Bible is more sourced and backed than any other book pre-1200. Yeah. Grands out. Taurus part of the Bible. So that kind of takes out Buddhism, Hinduism. Uh, not that they don't have sacred texts, they do. But it's just like they're more, they're less sacred text oriented. All 11 of the 12 apostles died. So they obviously believe what they said. They didn't make it up. They might have been lied to. For clarity, 11 of the 12 were martyred. Martyred. That's what I'm saying. They were killed. <laughs> they all died eventually. Sorry, they were all killed for their belief. I apologize. I should be more clear. Around. And the other one was banished. So it's like they obviously believed what they thought. So the, the arguments against the Bible like, well, they just made it up. Well, not really. Like that, it just doesn't make sense. Like why hold on to this? They're all uneducated. So they're not doing this crazy coup of theology. It's like, oh, we just want to change the theological system. Why? What's the, what's the point? They at least believed what they said. Now, just because they believed it doesn't mean that it's true, but it is compelling that these 11 fishermen, mostly, there were some other professions, but fishermen predominantly, changed the world, spread this religion to be the greatest religion ever. Yeah, never recanted. Never recanted. Yeah. It's better sourced than any other book. It has multiple authors, and they all corresponding correspond to each yeah. other incredibly well. And actually, people are like, look at the inconsistencies. Actually, this is, a, this is a pretty big misnomer about books. Inconsistencies, even in stories. So, for example, if me and Steven were together for a whole night and you asked us to explain what happened, we would tell different stories. Yeah. They or would have, we would lock eyes with you and say the same thing in <laughs> unison and you'd be yeah. terrified. We would tell different stories. They would have a lot of the same things, <laughs> but they wouldn't be exactly the same. Actually, if we say the exact same thing, it's rehearsed that points it's more to a lie. Inconsistencies actually points to a little bit of huh. a level of truth. So that... I think is a better argument. Cops and then, can't be suspicious of the Bible. And then the, the yeah. last what? last thing is just, <laughs> uh, it goes down to faith. So yeah. that, that's yeah. not a fun part of this answer, yeah. but it's like, I can't argue in, you into believing the Bible. If, right. if somebody well, could, then they would have a long time ago yeah. and we wouldn't be having this conversation. A foundational piece of what we believe to be true about Christianity is that to truly follow and love Jesus and want to follow Jesus, the spirit has to change something in you. Right. I should have said Jeremiah 17.10. I was going to say this for the emotion thing. The heart's deceitful above all things. Sorry. No, that's great. Total aside. And I guess if we're talking about like, why can't somebody subscribe to all of these in unison? Or why can't I take the best parts that I like from it? You know, if the goal is enjoyment or contentment in them, I like this over here. I like this over here. It's like, well, maybe you can do that. But in general as a society, but if you want to take a buffet to all of the world religions, Christianity cannot be one of the ones that you pull mm. from because Christianity as a worldview based on the teachings of Christ is exclusive. And I would say that about most of the religions that people want to sample, they're all right. pretty exclusive. There's not, you well, know, yeah. but like Christ himself says in, in John 14, I, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody's coming to the Father except through me. John Piper, old Pope Papa Piper, he uses the phrase of Jesus as like the litmus test of what yeah. is true in a religion, yeah. you know? And if you drop that litmus test that is Jesus into other religions, Islam, they won't even say that he is crucified. They yeah. will deny that. Which again, even outside of the Bible, there's so many source there's, material that, right, sure. there's, that attests there's Greek, to the literal death Greek of historians, Jesus. Roman yeah. historians, Jewish yeah. historians will all say he was crucified. And then Judaism will say that he's crucified, but he didn't rise. And then Christians will say Jesus was crucified. Three days later, he rose from the grave. So we're all saying different things about who Jesus is. And if we believe that Jesus yeah. is who he says he is, then like what Jacob said, then we have to look at scripture that would imply that it is Jesus revealed. John 6, 67 and 68. So Jesus said to the 12, do you want to go away as well? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. It's yeah. this idea of Jesus is the way. 
truth and life, as Jacob yeah. beautifully mentioned in John 14. And, and it's like you either accept that Jesus is who he says he was, that he was the son of God, and that what he says is true and that the word him revealed is true, or Jesus was an insane loon <laughs> and we reject him because yeah. otherwise he's a false teacher and we don't accept that. Perennialism is not exactly, but part of what perennialism argues, it's a mountain. All these religions go to the top of the mountain. Not all religions, but seven, eight major ones. And it really doesn't matter how you get there. They all lead to the top of the mountain. But the implication of that is that you know what is at the top of the mountain, that you can see the top of the mountain, and that these other people are just idiots, and they've missed it. And so it's like, I'm actually not saying that I I know everything. I'm just saying I trust and believe in Jesus, and that he knows. For you to take from different religious systems and say, I know more than Jesus, and I I know more than Muhammad, and, and I know more than Abraham, and I know more than Buddha, and I... And I actually know how they were yeah. right and how they were wrong. And it's like, <laughs> all yeah. right. I mean, that maybe you can, you can play that life. game. Yeah. But yeah it's like, you're heavens. really talking about, you know, obviously I don't think Buddha was the Christ. I don't think Muhammad was the Christ. I don't, but it's like, whether or not they were right or wrong, these are some of the most influential, brilliant yeah, yeah, people yeah. in history. And so to say, I got it where you got it. And I got it where you got it wrong. is like, <laughs> okay. I mean, that, you're Thank allowed goodness to we think have that. you with a philosophy undergrad from a local university to teach yeah. us what these men so, <laughs> or a psychology class, let's be honest. <laughs> and so sometimes, and this is true of myself too, it's like, oh, well, you just think you know as much as you do because you haven't read enough. Just go read yeah. Augustine. Yeah. And just go read Aquinas. And you will quickly understand how much more brilliant they were than you. And that that's not a shot at you. It's just like these guys were pretty brilliant guys and and they did not it's definitely not common sense. So that's some of my frustration with people is when they just say like, well, this is just so obvious. It's like, well, I don't know that you can argue that it's obvious. Even if you're right, it's not obvious, right? Because if it was obvious, 7 billion people wouldn't be on different pages. So in summary, most people are dumb and they're not thinking it through. I think if we took all three of our <laughs> arguments and condensed it into one sentence, it's really... Yeah, maybe. Emotions don't just, equal truth. Stop feeling so much, you big, dumb dope. Yeah. is not okay. That's not what we're saying. But that is one way to summarize it. All ways of summarizing it are equally valid. Okay. Which one gives you the best emotional response? All right. That's all right. Glad we did it. Next question. Next question. Uh, this is a little lighter, I would argue. Um, uh, hey, hey, friends. Um, hey, buddy. This question comes from... Oh, the asker didn't call us friends, so it was you. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, I added oh. that. That was embellishment. I thought I might have had my first friend. No. Anonymous asks, what Man, are maggots? People got to say their names more. It's getting ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I agree. We can't would dox you believe them for me? their dumb questions if they don't give their names. Well, would you believe me if I said one anonymous person sent... A ton of questions. I would believe Because that is the situation we find ourselves in. Is this the same anonymous person? If you are noticing a trend, anonymous and David have fueled (laughs) this podcast so far. That is two people. Ask some questions, guys. Ask some better ones, please. Anonymous and David, thank you for your questions. (laughs) Also, everyone else listening to this, please, I beg you, send your... If you just thought of the dumbest question in the world... Good. Email it to theheavenlyspectrum <laughs> yeah. at gmail.com. We'd love to put that question that keeps you up at night. And yours. If you find yourself slowly and morosely looking over your shoulder at your Bible thinking, I just don't know. 
because of that one question in your brain, email the bad boy to the heavenly spectrum <laughs> at gmail.com. Email that dark, dark doubt you have to the heavenly spectrum at gmail.com. We'll never be able to do a daily podcast if you don't. Yes, quite literally. We won't be able to make an hourly podcast on the hour if we don't have <laughs> your questions pouring into the heavenly spectrum at gmail.com. <laughs> Anyways, let me actually ask this question from Anonymous, which yeah. is, why didn't God devise a better, more eloquent system for our bodies than boogers, vomit, and poop? Um... I feel like, really, if you think of, well, boogers, <laughs> all of these things are boogers coming is from... such a weird word. All of these things, boogers, vomit, and poop, are all exiting demon-filled tubes. Oh, yeah, God. That's, so to bring it back to <laughs> Kenneth, our sinful, broken bodies, thanks a lot, Adam, are full of demons. And yeah. these demons are excreting their sinful... Yeah. excretion. Wow. And that is probably what boogers vomit and, and poop would be, I would think. I kind of have the opposite opinion, which is like, wow, there's actually a bodily system designed to get rid of toxins and unwanted things from our body. Like, are you telling burgers me and vomit? that the emotion that courses through your veins when you vomit <laughs> is excitement and wonder? No, just thinking about it from a scientific, like anatomical, like, wow, our bodies are really cool and really thoughtfully made. God made such a beautiful universe, said Jacob, projectile vomiting across the room. That can harm you. You don't just like, it's not like you swallowed something you shouldn't have, or you had uncooked food. And then you're just going to die. Like, no, your body reacts by getting rid of it. So that's a cool thing. Right. Not that we're answering this seriously, but if we were going to part of this starts with sin. So it's like some of this stuff wouldn't happen without sin. So like vomit. Why would vomit happen in a perfect world? Because of the big, wonderful world. But we still made mistakes. Yeah. Like undercooking your steak isn't a sin. There wasn't meat. Dang it. You're right there. Vegetarians. Yeah. What happens if you're like rotten fruit? It doesn't go bad. Oh my gosh. I'm just trying to be combative and he's dismantling it all. Vomit. I mean, not the other two yeah, yeah, would yeah. probably still happen, but vomit specifically. The is second part is... Is the result of the fall? No. Because it I, is bad I, and gross. I wouldn't know. I don't know that I would argue that poop is the result huh. of the fall. We're arguing whether poop is a product of sin or not on this podcast. No, I don't think so. Does I, this make it explicit if we talk about maybe, excretions too much on iTunes? Maybe, does that get an e Maybe booger is. Boogers is 50-50 in my head. This is so wild. I think it's the system <laughs> to stop like dust going into your... Yeah, catches. yeah, yeah, yeah. So boogers oh. is 50-50 fall. Vomit, definitely fall. Poop, probably not fall. So let's start there. But Why secondly, I want to make the highest elevation quote. right now. When you post this podcast on social media and like have to quote it in your tweet, I need you to say on this podcast, I won't talk we about said that. the phrase boogers are 50 50 part of the fall. <laughs> That's the, that needs to be the soundbite to advertise this. Week. So the second thing I was going to say was it's a lot easier from the perspective of, well, I don't like how this was designed. It's like, but you didn't design it. Oh yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So like you're, criticizing like something people that bring problems but never solutions problems never solutions right no so it's like myself but so it's I know like oh so okay wrong. well how would you do it i the argument would. could be well that we just wouldn't do food yeah let's, yeah but food is great you want f all yeah. the enjoyment that comes from you want that to be gone yeah yeah so it's that it's like, like let's say that what is your system fictional world builders but you have to devise a scientific system to back up your processes right exactly in this world building you can't just say that it happened you have to tell me why and what's happening in a perfect creation won't we be able to use a hundred percent of the food we're intaking i'm not yeah, sure yeah i really do think vomit no doesn't happen without sin but I, poop i'm not there maybe do you think the poop smells better and looks nicer yeah it's probably like fertilizer like it is now oh isn't isn't, <laughs> isn't excrement the decomposition of the food that we didn't use and absorb but huh. isn't decomposition 
part of the fall. Decay. So there would be another system, potentially. Because <laughs> there's still got to be an extramental system. Like, dare I say, we excrete what we don't need via lasers. Huh. Yeah. That could be fun. Laser Lasers that don't are, do damage. Because yeah. that would be against... That's why God only made two of them, because... The lasers all over the place before the fall. Like we said, it's more sin than God. And what is your what is your proposed solution? And if you want to respond, I would be and I would love to talk about it. If I'm asked back, I may not be, solution. but if I am, I would love to talk about Cole's it. Cole's not going to be living in Columbia anymore. Wow, he doesn't know yet, but we're we're kicking him out after this podcast. Well, so. I'm getting a jet, so. Yeah, yes. that's right. He's hopping on his Kenneth Copeland jet. Kind Papa Ken is gifting each of us a jet so we can avoid the demon tubes. After today, we're shipping him off to boarding school in Switzerland. Huh. I mean, that's not that bad. No. Of the terrible scenarios, that one's not as bad as it could be. I'll give you a terrible scenario. The podcast is over. Whoa. Oh, no. Oh, oh, and we talked it so much that the podcast is done now. All I'm going to say is that please, for the love of all that's good in the world, including poop. Ugh, I don't like that. Anyways, Ugh. email us, theheavenlyspectrum at gmail.com. That is theheavenlyspectrum at gmail.com. Also, we have a Twitter now. Um, we're twitting around <laughs> on the Twitter. Yeah. It's, oh, that's so exciting. Oh, yeah. It's the heavenly spectrum, but with no vowels. So what? Just, Why? Because the heavenly spectrum with vowels was taken. <laughs> Cool. I feel like that's probably even harder I to I love find. that you're heavenly spectrum. The next thought was, you know what we should do? Same word, no vowels. <laughs> Is that hard to remember? The heavenly spectrum, take Spell out all the vowels. Spell it. H-V-N-S-P-C-T-R-M. Well, you wouldn't spell it. You'd just say the heavenly spectrum without vowels. You have to type it in, right? Why the heavenly spectrum without vowels. Like heavenly spectrum podcast. Do you think if, it, if <laughs> someone knows it's called the heavenly spectrum and they're like, oh, I'll just take the vowels out. Yeah, now that I'm now that I'm thinking about it, it really is intuitive. So <laughs> you are telling me that if someone knows, oh, the podcast was Heavenly Spectrum, and they're trying to get back to their Twitter account or whatever, they have to remember some combination of podcast, heaven, the Heavenly Podcast was it the Spectrum? Po- was it the Heavenly Spectrum podcast? Was it the, would it be, or if they know it's called the Heavenly Spectrum? Oh yeah, and he said no vowels, so I'll just put that in. It's a quick rule. That still gets our full title out there. I think and there's one. Amazing. There's one small modification, which is there's no vowels this, in the this thing. Is the thing. What if it had been no consonants? And it's just the. Uh, <laughs> that's this is the this is the thing that's so funny to me. So you're probably right. I just think it's hilarious that you are right. That this is this is the right answer. Oh, we'll just do it without vowels. That's amazing to me that that's where this goes. Not heavenly spectrum one. Not the heavenly spectrum two, not the underscore heavenly spectrum. That'd be hard. Like the heavenly spectrum without any vowels, pretty easy to remember. Just type it in and delete the vowels. Yeah. yeah. Cole, thank you so much for your one-time run here on the <laughs> heavenly spectrum. And I just want to thank Jacob for coming back. Thanks for listening again. Please email us questions. I cannot emphasize that enough. Amen with your spirits. And else with you. Once again, if you have questions, both light or heavy, that you'd like to be discussed in future episodes, do email them to theheavenlyspectrum at gmail.com. Thanks so much to Maddie Mullen for the music for this episode. Thanks to Haley Williams. No, not the Paramore Haley Williams, the My Friend Haley Williams for the logo for this podcast. And thanks to you, the listener, for your support of this podcast. Thanks again. Until next time.